These guys have been known to chirp at the refs. Here's Rain Man and Scoop on Comets Insider. So we're at the 72 Tavern where they're serving you sports. I recommend the cable bacon. I've said that before. I actually found out that uh, my four-year-old son is now aware of the cable bacon, and he wants to come down and try it because he loves bacon. There's beers. There, there's lots of different great food. What, what do you recommend? I mean, what's good? The, well, the tavern the, tots are really good. The they're, injectable you can, uh, donut holes. Share them. They're kind of like a tater tot meets a hush puppy. Chicken sandwich, very good. The burger, very good. Uh, you know, I'm a cheeseburger guy. You have sampled a lot of the menu at the 72 I've Tavern. Had, I've had the Riggies here. They're good. What's your go-to, Carter Banks? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I think they're steak, probably. Um, they got a few good. They got a nice chicken dish, too. Um, big portions. Really big portions. They definitely is, uh, have some big portions. on. They also have uh, a lot of people are into, well, they're impossible burgers elsewhere, but the veggie burgers, they have those here, too. They get turkey burgers, too, I believe. A lot of good food. Serving you and sports. wings. Anything he wants on all these different screens. The Captain Carter Banks, number 34, is with us today. Utica Comets Insider underway from IBEW Local Union 43, Hobby Hill Farms, and Pathfinder Bank. So it's been a crazy year so far, Carter. Really streaky, like the eight-game winning streak, then the losing streak, unfortunately. And, and now we're, we're kind of just going back and forth a little bit and settling into the season. But we, we talked about this on pregame the other day. When you look at the record overall, 10 wins, 6 losses, 20 points. You're fourth in the, in the division, but two ahead of Syracuse, one behind Toronto, and only three behind in first place. If you said, hey, after 16 games, this is where you want to be, you're all right right now. Everything's good right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, obviously, when we were on that eight-game win streak, everything was going our way. Um, it was a blast. We were having a ton of fun. Um, and it was obviously a great start of the season. And then you kind of get into a couple tougher games, and teams start to get better. They get a little more comfortable in their systems. And um, it's kind of a good wake-up call for us that it's not going to be as easy it was as it was a lot of those nights. It's going to be a tougher matchup. Uh, teams are getting better, um, and uh, we, we got to rise to the occasion and, uh, and get better ourselves. So um, I thought last weekend we had a really good weekend. We played a great game in Syracuse. Obviously losing to Rochester stung a bit, but as a whole I thought it was a pretty good effort for 60 minutes and uh it was something we can build on uh even though it was a loss but uh, as a whole the weekend was pretty solid for us i mean scoop aren't you surprised because didn't you figure he was going to tell us yeah we're going to score six seven eight goals every game it's not that easy no. this is a, a damn good hockey league no but it, it has been it has to have been uh a, a challenge given the 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 roster turnover and i know that's a part of every season but you go from having Sven Berchi here, and you go from having Adam Goddad here, uh, Reed is there, and then he's injured, then he's gone, and goodness gracious, he comes back the other night, and he's 10 shots on goal, for crying out loud. What a presence in the lineup. Uh, but, but that's got to be a little bit of a challenge for a team. Uh, the, the lines are being shuffled, and, and yeah, I guess everybody uh, is going through a chemistry thing, all the teams right now, but you know that October team is a different team than the November team. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's kind of how you guys have seen it over the years, the American League works. And uh, unfortunately, uh, 
uh, well, you're happy for your teammates, I guess, when they get a chance to go back up to Vancouver because they're either having an injury or they're just playing that well that they're going to make space for them. Um, you take some really good players out of our lineup there, and then we lose Bush, who's obviously um, having an unbelievable season again. Um, and he's, like you said, he's a huge presence in our lineup. The offense he brings, uh, the leadership, the way he competes every night. A lot of people forget that. How, how hard he plays and some of the hits he delivers and stuff. And uh, it's definitely a challenge when you lose players like that. Um, and then, yeah, you're, you're in a little bit of a tougher spot. And, uh, I mean, I thought we played some good games in the stretch when we lost a couple in a row there. Um, but sometimes, yeah, you don't get the bounces. If you look at some of the games when we won 7-1. We've talked about that some quite pretty, a bit this year. Pretty good bounces going our way. Puck's kind of yeah. just arriving on our stick around the net. And uh, and then you can start to squeeze a little tighter and try a little too hard almost at times and uh, take a little bit too much upon yourself And rather than kind of sticking with what worked for us. And uh, I think we're in a really good place right now. I'm excited. Uh, 16 games in, we're 10-6 and six and in a good spot and ready to roll. I tell you something that excites me watching you guys is seeing you score. Uh, look at it. He smiled. I, I know you like it. I know it's fun. And yeah, I think he likes it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's always great when you can chip in and help out a little bit offensively. It, uh, it's a great feeling. I mean, the, it's, it's why we all, I guess, started playing, loved scoring goals and being a part of the team and helping your team win. So, yeah, I love it. You jump around a little bit on lines, but you do you do spend quite a bit of time, you know, fourth line. You're in there with Vinny from time to time or, or Dyson. And I think, and we've talked about this also quite a bit, you know, the goals aside, yeah, that's, that's pretty and that's the stats and that's what everybody talks about. But the fourth line, the grinded out guys on this team have sustained this team this year particularly. I've noticed that. And you're getting production as well, though. Vinny's playing phenomenally this year. Also dropped the gloves two games ago. Dyson's dropped the gloves. You need that. And I think that that's been the base that this team has kind of relied on this season with the injuries and the call-ups and everything else we've discussed. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, Those guys have been unbelievable. Um, Vinny's having, obviously, uh, a career start to a season. Um, And that's not even just uh, with stat-wise. The way he's impacting hockey games now, the way he hits... He's in the other team's head. They're thinking about him when he's on the ice, um, and uh, he's he's doing a heck of a job. It's been it's been fun to watch him grow and just how confident he is in himself now. And uh, he's dropped the glove two or three times, and, and then you got a guy like Dyson coming in here. He's the captain in the East Coast League for a few years. He's he's a great leader. He knows when he needs to fight. He's he's smart about it and he's tough. Um, I grew up knowing him in the Western League and. Uh, He's a tough kid. He's fought a lot of people in his day, and he brings great energy. Um, smart player. He actually, uh, if you look look back, he's he's had some really good years in, in pro hockey and junior hockey, and uh, I think they've done an excellent job. They uh, they they bring some energy to our team that uh, is, is amazing, and uh, the, that fourth line's been awesome. Talk about uh, a guest we had on the show a few weeks ago who is one of the top 20 AHL leading scorers right now uh, for rookies is Brogan Rafferty. And what a steadying, calming influence he's been uh, on the blue line and the the scoring that he's brought to the Comets. Yeah, he's uh, right when I first saw Rafs play in Vancouver, I knew he was going to be a real good hockey player. Um, He's kind of got patience beyond his years. Um, He doesn't ever really panic with the puck. Uh, He's very calm, and he makes a lot of really good plays. His skill set's fantastic. He can shoot it. He can pass it. Uh, He's got pretty sick hands, and uh, 
he, he stepped in really nicely, and uh, he's done a really good job back there. Um, he's been producing, putting up points, and uh, just playing an all-around solid game. So it's been uh, it's been a pretty seamless transition from him from college hockey to, to pro hockey, and he's stepped in really well. He's a, he, he, to me, is an understated leader, which... That's kind of how you've been with your captaincy over the years as we've gotten to know you and talk to you. You speak up when you have to, but you set an example, and, and I think that filters down. And he's another guy that seems to be like that. You're, you're very even-keeled. I mean, I'm on the ice, I know we all get keyed up, but you're very even-keeled in general. And I, he, he had a very similar personality to you when I was talking to him, you know, looking at him face-to-face. I sense that with him. Is, he, is, is that accurate in your opinion? Yeah, no, he's... Uh He's mature, like they came out of college hockey. I think he's 24 years old. He is, uh, yeah. He's a little bit more mature yeah. than, say, uh, a 20-year-old rookie right. out, of, out of junior hockey. And uh, he's been great influence on our back end. Um, he's brought some some skill to the back end and um, some production. And uh, he's, he's just a great kid. Uh, I mean, I could talk about all our young guys and how they've come in here. We, we have a really good group here. Um, and, but he's he's been special, and uh, I think he'll be exciting to watch this year. Well, I want to ask about another another young one was Cole, who now can have a celebratory beverage on occasion. I think he just turned 21. But his production, just if you look at the numbers in black and white, he's already to the point of where he was all last year. But it's it's not just the numbers. It's the eyeball test, too. You see him. He's got a different confidence. He's got a year under his belt. He's been a key part of this team this year, too. It's been really nice to see his ascension to where he is now definitely um i think I, last time i was in here i was talking about cole and how far he had come last year and you, you could see Just that he was course. on the on the verge of uh last year of kind of getting that confidence in in um the way he played in junior and he came in this year and uh he looked phenomenal right from the get-go um he's kind of played up and down our lineup started with bush on that line he's kind of bounced around and he's produced kind of everywhere he's been um skates well shoots puck well he's just he's a he's a really good pro hockey player i think he's believing that now he's having the confidence to kind of hold on to the puck and make the plays he needs to and uh it's it's been fun to see a a guy that um i guess struggled through the first half of last year and just to what where he's at this year like you said he's already i think probably tied or close to his stats from last year very close yeah um it's uh it's awesome to see guys make that step i would love to get your thoughts on three guys that are trying to settle in here in Utica, Tanner Sorensen, uh, who got called up uh, just over the weekend, Justin Taylor, and Mitch Elliott. I'm curious how they're adjusting and acclimating, how things are going for them. Yeah, they've been great. Um, I th- Tanner got in a couple days ago and skated with us today. Um, he's uh, we had him. He was in Vancouver with us, and he was here in Utica. He's a solid player. Um, he's, he, if you look at his years, he's gotten better every year. Um, he's he's a guy that can bring uh, bring skill to the lineup. Plays with a lot of speed. And uh, Justin Taylor's a, a great guy. He was here a couple years past. He's just uh, he's just a solid all around player. He uh, he communicates extremely well. Um, it's, he's uh, he's a smart player. He makes the right decisions. And um, he's also an older guy that kind of understands what he needs to do to uh, to help the team win. And uh, I think he's done a great job of that. And then Ellie's come in, and he's played really well for us. He's got some power play time, and he's a kid that competes really hard. He wants to get better. He's, he's on the ice late every day. Another younger kid, and uh, he's got a great shot, and I, I think he's, uh, he's done a, a, a great job kind of dealing with the start of the year and, and getting sent down and back up a little bit, and now he's kind of 
got his chance in the lineup, and he's taking advantage of it. Yeah, once the opportunity presents him. So, I mean, first game in. Did he score his first game in, too? I think he I think he picked the first or second game, yeah. Yeah, he right off the bat. It was nice to see. Serving you sports at the 72 Tavern and Grill, 94.9 K-Rock and Utica Comets Insider. Uh, Two-for-one wings, by the way. Uh, they It's not the 50 cent. It's the two-for-one. They've brought that down here. The captain, Carter Banks, is with us. So, Veterans Day... Not the outcome that the team wanted, the 3-1 to loss to Syracuse, but once again, those spectacular jerseys and what the day means beyond on the ice. I mean, it's, it's not your just typical game when you go and, or come down here to the Adirondack Bank Center. The jersey raffle happens afterwards. There's obviously the hometown hero feature that they do in the first period. It isn't just one veteran. It's all that are there. And, and you know what? Everybody listening, it's, it's a fun... It's a fun game to be a part of because it lets you do something a little bit bigger than the game, which is say thank you. you know. And, and I know you're from British Columbia, but it's still the same significance down here. T- tell us about being part of that every year because you're such a, a big part of this community, Carter, over the years you've been here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very... Um it's not it's i'm trying to find the word it's, it's, probably, it's a it's, very humbling yeah, uh, humble. experience yeah. Sure. um to be able to honor all the men and women that have served and laid it all on the line and uh it kind of puts hockey into perspective that day um a lot of people that sacrificed everything um for us to be able to play these games have our freedom um and and to have the the opportunity to I, I had the opportunity to meet a world war ii veteran um and and give him my jack? jersey jack i yeah. saw the pictures that I've, I've met him before too incredible man yes he um, is it was uh it was really uh like i said a humbling experience um and i thought the team for all for a long time uh, all the time i've been here has done a, on, uh, an awesome job on veterans day um making sure that we say our thanks and letting let uh all the veterans that have served know how much that means to us and for us to have the opportunity to play this game. You did the signing uh, Saturday night after the Rochester game. Did, did anything, uh, any fan interaction uh, stand out to you? Something fun happened with a kid or something? Uh, no, it, we, it was great. I got a chance to chat with a lot of the f- uh, fans. and uh, Probably I mean, just a blur maybe to some extent. Yeah, no, I, there's, it's, uh, being here six years now, there's a lot of familiar faces, so it's kind of cool okay. to, to get to chat with people, and you're kind of starting to build a little bit of a relationship. You're, you're shaking hands more than just putting your head down, and uh, you're kind of touching base on how their summer was and how everything's going. So um, it was, uh, it's a great chance for us to spend a little time with the fans and uh, – let them know how much we appreciate them coming and cheering for us and making the uh, incredible atmosphere that our arena has every night. Does that happen to you at the grocery store or the mall or a restaurant? It's got to happen a lot to you now. Yeah, I'm starting to, uh, I guess, out, out and about, uh, I guess, uh, chat with some people and uh, see people around that uh, will recognize you and whatnot. And it's always uh, great to catch up with them. And uh, like I said, thank them for uh, for supporting us and coming and making this rink the, the loudest rink in the American League, that's for sure. Carter, got married this summer, right? I did, yeah. We're going to ask you about that as soon as we come back. Let's <laughs> right. take our break. It's the Utica Comets Insider. 72 Tavern is where we are with 94.9 K-Rock. Utica! It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. It's Rain Man and Scoop. A whole new rash of penalty minutes. Uh, uh, we got a whole new attitude. What about? They're not just bullies. 
What do you mean, just bullies? They scare the bejesus out of everybody. <laughs> Deliberately. Comets Insider. On 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by IBEW Local Union 43, Hobby Hill Farms, and Pathfinder Bank. Live every Monday night here at 7 p.m. from the 72 Tavern and Grill. If you miss uh, any of the conversation, you can get it later. We're talking to Carter Banks tonight. Uh, we'll have it posted on all the social media at KROCKCNY on Twitter. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll be able to find it there. Of course, you can stream us every Monday night at 7, KROCK.com. Listen in on the KROCK app. And you can have Alexa, your Amazon Echo or Echo Dot smart speaker. You can enable the KROCK Utica skill and listen that way as well. Scoop, I'm old enough to remember when you just turned on the radio. It's amazing all the different ways that you can listen now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Carter, as we alluded to before we went to break, is recently married. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. And it's, if, if I can't ask this, I, I think we've talked about it before last year, <laughs> I recall, so I think it's a safe question, but uh, Mrs. Banks is with you this year. Yeah. And she's a teacher back home in British Columbia, uh, but she's getting her master's. Yeah. So how has this changed your usual in-season routine? So many things are... Are different because normally it's you go to the rink, you do whatever community activities, maybe you do run to the grocery store, get a bite to eat with the guys or whatever else. Now you got your best friend with you. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been awesome um, having having Lauren down here, and then we have our dog down here as well. Even so, better, even better. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, you got to make sure we get him out for walks and stuff, and uh, he lo- he loves his exercise. So uh, it- it's been an unbelievable experience having him down here and uh, getting able to spend time uh, with Lauren and then uh, with the dog as well. Uh, it's it's uh, some days when you leave the rink, you're a little bummed or a little down, and uh, kind of cheers you back up. And you got to uh, when you get to go home to your wife and uh, and your and your dog, and uh, it's been it's been awesome having him. Has it helped you balance? life a little bit better as opposed to maybe it takes like you say kind of takes your mind off the hockey for a while for sure for sure uh some of those days when you're you're a little down in the dumps or, or whatever you, you get to go home and uh there's people there that just kind of love you unconditionally and uh kind of takes your mind off it and uh like a uh it, it's been an awesome like she she keeps me busy i'm out doing a lot more this year and yeah. stuff and uh it, it's been a wonderful experience Talk about the team bonding day you had at the Buffalo Bills game. Yeah, that was a, that was a blast. We had a great time. Um, they treated us to, obviously, we took a bus up there and uh, got to wait, watch the Bills play the Dolphins, and uh, it was awesome. You got to spend the whole day with your teammates and coaching staff, and uh, we had a lot of laughs and a lot of fun, and uh, it was uh really really good of them to to give us that opportunity a lot of guys have never been to an nfl game so uh, it was awesome you guys did a, a a golf outing as well earlier this year i was told that you're the best golfer on the team <laughs> I, I i play a lot uh but we actually ended up having to cancel that uh it was one of those days where oh that's rained. right it was raining i think it was broken you went bowling instead yeah we went that's bowling. right brogan did say that yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy golf. I've, I grew up playing it from a young age. I started when I was probably five, six years old and um, played a ton when I was a kid. And you still scratch? really enjoy it. Do you scratch? Yeah. Yeah, I run. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Best round ever, hardest course ever. Best round I've ever shot? Yeah. Uh, 63. Jeez, where was that? I uh, shot it twice. Uh, Kimberly Golf Club and Boot Lake Golf Club. Par 70, 71, 72? Uh, 171, one's a 72. That's a, and he shot a 63? Yeah. Man, you were on fire. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I play a lot. I, I used to play a lot of tournaments and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's uh, 
get lucky every now and then. The putts just go in the hole. <laughs> what's the What's the strength of your game? Probably putting. Short game. I I I live about thirty. Well, probably seventy steps away from a chipping and putting green, so I can just walk over there a lot and uh, very good chip and putt it around. And uh, yeah, I just. Uh, I, I enjoy practicing. I guess that would be the biggest thing. I, I like to practice, and uh, sometimes I like practicing more than I play, and I think that's how you can get pretty good at it. All right, who's the most famous person you've ever golfed with that's not in the Vancouver Canucks organization? The most famous person? Or, or I played golf with, uh, like, a lot of hockey guys, like Jordan Eberle. I used to that's play That's kind of where I'm going at, like, other guys that are, are pros, but maybe with different organizations. Yeah, I used to play with Jordan Eberle um, in, uh, in Calgary and, like, Thomas Hickey. Um, Zach Boychuk played a little bit with Carolina. And then um, I was at a wedding, played with Troy Brower, who played a long time in the NHL with the Capitals, and then uh, Calgary, and then Brain McNabb. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, like, Brendan Dillon. Um, Michael Bodker, my agency did a thing one weekend, so I got to play with a bunch of the guys um, that are also with the agency. Everyone kind of got together for a golf weekend. So, do you put the clubs away when hockey starts? Yeah, yeah. I so you uh, won't touch them again until the season's over. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Uh, I, I, I like golf because I only get to play it in probably three, four months a year. I, I might get tired of it if I had to keep going. And kind of once as soon as the season starts, I'm just thinking about hockey. And um, throughout the season, you're usually banged up in somewhere yeah. or another you don't really want to be out swinging a club anyways so you gotta um, you gotta keep maintain your body, yeah yeah keep your body fresh that that's awesome no i i i wondered if that was true and i wondered if you'd brag a little bit but yeah I, you kind of forced me into it but i i do enjoy <laughs> the game yeah kind of kind of is that something you ever get to share uh with your wife yeah we play uh we play a ton we both have a membership together and she's she's come a long way she's a good little player um she's plays with the boys get gets in the the money games with my buddies back home she'll always be my partner and she can hold her own now so yeah she enjoys it as well this is captain carter banks with us is the 72 tavern and grill with 94.9 k rock so Oli, uh unfortunately is injured recently taken off the active roster uh, not sure what we're looking at there but then uh gadjevich is working his way back in camper zach and gravak are up in vancouver you're missing those guys, but you hate you hate to see guys that you know can contribute on the sidelines like that. So, what do you do as as a captain to kind of you know pump them up through the process to, on a daily basis? Because you see them, they're there, they're putting in their work, they're doing their rehab and things like that. Maybe they're in the non-contact for for a skate in the morning. But but what do you do from a leadership perspective for guys like that? I've always wondered. Yeah, you just uh, I think the big thing like when they're not skating, just check in and let them know you're you're thinking about them and you, you like you haven't forgot about them. Uh, they're still a part of this thing and uh, just hoping they get back healthy soon. And uh, it's it's tough because you don't sometimes when you get thirty questions a day, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? It's kind of like every day after day can be a little bit annoying. So just kind of make them feel part of the group and just chat and. Uh, check in if when they get on the ice tell them looking good and feeling good and uh yeah just kind of build them up and um get them excited to play again and i mean we're all everyone's hungry to get back in the lineup and i know those two guys definitely are and uh they're doing everything they can um it's tough when you're injured sometimes things go as planned sometimes it's a little slower than you'd want it to be but uh i think they're both real close and they'll be nice additions to to get back in there talk about what josh tevs brings to the comets his contribution 
Yeah, he's uh, he's a great player. He's a really good defender. Uh, he plays really hard back there. Um, he's plus 11. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he takes, obviously, a lot of pride in D-zone, and he can contribute offensively, too. Um, he, he skates really well. I was impressed with him right from when I saw him play in Vancouver. Uh, and he's, he's a great kid. He, he's, uh, he's captain at Princeton. I think he's got an engineering degree. And uh, he's, he's accomplished a lot, and he's, he's great to add to our dressing room. He's, same thing as Brogan. He's 24, so he's a little bit more mature, and uh, he's stepped right in and uh, been a great teammate and uh, a really good, solid player for us. Have you thought much about what you're going to do after your career? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to when you get to be my age or 30 years old or whatever, and uh, I've put, some, put a, a good amount of thought into it. Obviously, I want to keep playing and um, for, for as long as the game will let me, and then... Uh, I've got a few things in the work. But. Do, you, do you feel comfortable sharing any of that? I mean, you want to be a fireman, or what do you want to do? What uh, would be fun? You know what? I grew up uh, wanting, like, well, if I wasn't playing hockey, I probably would have been a teacher or a fireman, one of the two. Yeah. And I actually visited a fire hall a couple summers ago and kind of got talked through the process of uh, how you'd get into it and whatnot in, in Calgary. But uh, my wife works back home, and we, we have a volunteer fire hall, so it's uh, – it wouldn't be a way to, I guess, uh, make a living. Um, but Might be something you do anyway. Yeah, exactly. You can always volunteer. i got a lot of buddies. In my hometown, we got there. a volunteer fire department, too, and that's how a lot of people got started. In yeah, it. exactly. And, uh, yeah, no, there's there's uh, there's a few things i got in the works, but I, I kind of got to keep them to myself. All right. Yeah. Okay. yeah Carter is uh, – and, and the thing I like about you is you'd rather talk about your teammates – than yourself that's 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 what a leader does though and i, I sent it to you last year it just it, we respect the way you handle your business on and off the ice and in the community a lot and your answers are thoughtful and measured and, and they're just what you would expect out of a leader so you're just a great ambassador yeah. for this team thank and you we're so happy to have you here thank I mean, you very really. much yeah, we look forward. We look forward to getting you in here. Excuse me. We look forward to getting you in here to talk to us every single. I'm going to celebrate as much as you do when you score a yeah. goal. Awesome. I'm very happy to see that so far this year, and I hope they keep coming. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Thank it's you very much awesome. for the time, as usual. The captain Carter Banks joining us here. Utica Comets Insider with 94.9 K Rock. We'll be right back to 72 Tavern with the voice, Joe Roberts. Utica, let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice, Joe Cujo Roberts. I thought the best thing about Carter Banks, who has joined us numerous times over the years for Comets Insider, was when... He shut us down about future plans, and he said, there's a few things I'm keeping to myself. And it's funny because when, as we were chatting, it, it made me think of Tim and Tom Sestito. Tom is uh, he's a little more uh, goonish. He likes to fight a little bit more. Uh, Tim, of course, a little bit more of a skilled player. Tom is the one who at the end of last year, I believe it was Toronto he had latched on with, and Zach held his own with him, if you remember that yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. But Tim is a firefighter. Tim, I have had on Sportzilla show on a brother station a couple of times, and, and he's a firefighter. And it's funny because Cody Bellinger just won the MVP in the major leagues. His father, Clay, who was a Yankee and actually won a couple rings as a bench player in a short career. Well, he is actually a firefighter in Arizona now. So it's a, it's a, a pretty awesome, heroic, respectable 
career path to follow maybe after the fact. Well, and, and when you meet those guys They're great. and, and They're women great. And, and talk to them very often, they like the excitement of it. They're kind of adrenaline uh, junkies uh, sure. a lot of times. That's the, that's the joy they get out of it. Yeah, it's not an office job. You're not punching a clock nine to five. So Something different every day. And you can help people. Utica comments in Satter Scoop and Rain here with 94.9 K-Rock. Uh, past few weeks, Goldie's been in here. I see that he has got a little bit of a Movember mustache going. Nice to see Nikolai Goldobin stopping out for a bite to eat. But we do have Joe Roberts on the line. And did you get a chance to listen to any of the Carter Banks portion, Joe? No, I didn't. Uh, I imagine that he was a great guest. He usually is, though. That's kind of where I was going with that. Just in general, in, in your interactions, he is the perfect ambassador, perfect captain for this team. And he's, he's worn the C on his sweater for literally a handful of seasons now. There is no other choice, I don't think, at this point. As long as he is a member of the Utica Comets, he's got to be the guy. He just shows everybody the right way to do it. Walked in the door, a family stopped him. He spent time, at, stopped at their table, talked to him, pictures, autographs, the parents, the child. On his way out, he just stopped and had a nice conversation with some other fans. He just he does it right. Please continue. I'm sure you can add more. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, there's obviously a lot of stuff that he does behind closed doors, too, that nobody really is privy to other than the people who are in the dressing room, uh, players and coaching staff alike. So um, the, the, the stuff that I can speak for is, is uh, you know, his willingness to represent the organization um, in the community. Uh, you know, he's he's just a guy who, who radiates the comments culture uh it's something that actually means something to him and uh you know he's a guy who has sort of grown with the building with the area um you know he i've known him for two years but even in those two years he's had major life milestones he got married this summer and so he's sort of uh he's grown up in utica and he's he's a part of the entire process here so um obviously uh, as fine of an ambassador as the organization as they come and uh, you know, being the, the captain of the hockey team is not a responsibility that anybody would take lightly, and I know that he certainly takes uh, his role to heart. Joe, Reed Boucher had 10 shots on goal the other night. Uh, what did you think about that and Reed Boucher out there? I mean, he didn't didn't get a goal. I mean, we can't have a hat trick every night, but 10 shots on goal. A couple of assists, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Another kind of casual two-point night for him, but the opportunities that you know he'd want back would be uh, the early chances he had. Uh, I think he had like a, a tight-range breakaway. There was a two-on-one where he called his own number, and uh, uh, and rightfully so because the, the, the lane to pass was closed off. And then at the end there, he had sort of a, a one-shot that I was wearing. It was like a basketball moment, like an attempt at a buzzer-beating shot uh, where you get a good look at it. And he tried to go um, toe-to-toe, and, and he wasn't able to, to score. But, you know, it, it's not for uh, the opportunities not being there. You know, 10 shots on net is absurd. Uh, for starters, but uh, I, I bet if you asked him, he would still tell you that he missed some some pretty uh, pretty good opportunities to to maybe give the team an opportunity to establish a larger lead or to even scramble back from that two goal deficit down the stretch. So um, obviously the goal is to to win the hockey game, and I think that 
uh, he might think that he could have uh, helped that happen with a goal. But, you know, it, it, like I said, it's not for not trying. Ten shots on that is it's just bananas. Stevenson versus Boomhauer. That was fun. Your re- reflection on that, Joe. Did you have any yeah. uh, cartoon references you know, in your mind that you didn't say? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely said it. Actually, I don't even remember if I mentioned the King of the Hill. I think I just said he has a great name. I also just said if you have a name like Shaw Boomhauer, you're probably going to have to get into a fight. Um, <laughs> it probably just means you're a tough guy in general. But, uh, yeah, you know, the good thing about the Connors lineup right now is you've had uh, Dyson Stevenson and Vinny Arsenal on the wings uh, on the third and fourth line as, as Arsenal's kind of climbing the ladder with the injuries and call-ups, et cetera. But um, you have two guys that on any given night can can drop the gloves and they can basically uh, go against the tough guys of the opposition, right? So the night before, it was Arsenal and Wachowski. The next night, it was uh, Stevenson and, and, and Boomhauer maybe giving Arsenal a night off from being into a fist fight, which I can't imagine you want to do every single night of your life. Um, so I just think that, uh, you know, to have that, toughness from those two guys has a lot more value than people might uh, consider. Matt, you've got a highlight montage for us back in the studio, but it starts out with the fight that we're referring to. Uh, Joe, hang on. We're going to talk to you out of the backside of this. Let's let everybody hear this uh, highlight montage from the Rochester game. Now the gloves are off. The helmets are off and toe-to-toe at center ice. Dyson Stevenson squares up with Boomhauers. Down they go at center. Stevenson came across heavy with a right. Boomhauer to the penalty box. Stevenson as well as those two behind the play. Decided they would shed the gloves and take the helmets off as well. Stevenson grabbed with the left. Threw a couple of big rights across the top. two for the removal of the helmets. Perron comes ahead left side, slips away from a hit. Perron moving in, looks in front, Arsenault scores! Vinny Arsenault with a redirect in front of the goal makes it 1-0 Utica. 118 to go in the Utica Comets power play. Boucher right side, Justin Bailey back for Boucher, moving in, his pass across, they score! Goal moment! Hamilton, though, as he collects, gives to Boucher, right side, holds, looks in front, it's off a body, they score! Rogan Rafferty in front of the goal! Rafferty just stabbed at it and stabbed at it after Boucher had sent it to the front of the goal. So, Joe, aside from the highlights, the goals, and the guys on the stat sheet, who else stood out in that game? Because Carter referenced, you know, wasn't unhappy with the team's compete level and performance. Rochester's good right now. They're occupying first place overall by three points over the Comets total in the North Division. Uh, but who else did the dirty work that, that stood out? Who's on top of their game right now? Uh, Wasey Hamilton kept us from going viral uh, from by preventing a goalie goal, so that was pretty sweet. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, I, I, and just to tip the cap, uh, which would be unfair not to, to Rochester, they're a team that's riddled with injuries and call-ups as well, but they're deep, so they're getting it done right now, which is pretty impressive. They're on like a 
game point streak. I think it is kind of with a patchwork team. But um, you know what? The goaltending story remains to, to be pretty solid for the Comets. Um, I think Zane said that he didn't uh, love the way he played against the Amherst. I think there, there might have been a couple that he would have liked to uh, keep out of the net, obviously, but Ashton Sautner said that uh, they, they have big, strong forwards, and I kind of joked that when a kid who grew up on a farm and in a place like Flagstone, Saskatchewan, says that somebody's strong, he probably knows what he's talking about. So, um, you know, it, it was a tough team to play against. But I think defensively, uh, you know, uh, the Comets have some pretty solid pieces to the puzzle right now. Unfortunately, you have uh, Guillaume Brisebois battling a, a little bit of an injury, and so it's a, a next-man-up situation. But you get Dylan Blue just back uh, from the, the personal leave of absence he took, and that adds sort of an automatic depth and ability to block shots and, and kill penalties as well. So, um, you know, the defense is – is young and inexperienced, but it's trial by fire for some of them. I think you look at uh, Brogan Rafferty's and even the way Mitch Elliott has had a, uh, a, a coming-of-age in these last couple of games and pretty confidence for what's going on back there. Something we've talked about a little bit, Joe, in the last few pregames as well is incrementally, a little bit at a time, baby steps, but the power play is getting better and that's one of the major things that this team has had to improve on and i know that you're seeing the same thing what do you think yeah big time uh you know it, it, it's had productivity the last couple of games and they have power play goals in three straight games you want your power play to be clipping along the penalty kill has been very good as well so um you know as the power play gets better and as you see those special teams continue to be something that can be relied upon you're going to like the results that are going to come with it uh you, you have to think that things are going to be called pretty evenly throughout the course of the season teams will have a similar amount of power plays and penalty kills over the course of the year like you, know, you look at that syracuse game when we had i think it was eight power plays and nine penalty kill situations like you're going to get a lot of chances so you got to find a way to, to cash in and uh, when you're on the power play. So, yeah, they're definitely getting better. I'm not sure specifically why they're getting better um, because, again, you know, I, I just described the action as I see, but I know that they are getting better. And I should add, you know, it'd be uh, it'd be unfair to, to not mention the, the people who are stepping up. Wacy Hamilton, who was sort of thrust into the top-line center role to play with Reed Boucher and Nikolai Goldobin, I thought had an excellent weekend. Um, you know, he's sort of built uh, an identity for himself as a third, fourth line centerman who kills penalties and is greasy and, and four checks. And, and uh, you know, he really showed that he can play with the skill guys, too, up top. So I think he was another guy who had a good week for the Comets. Joe Roberts, a voice of the Utica Comets. Next time you'll hear it Wednesday night, they'll be taking on the Binghamton Devils. We appreciate you, Joe. Thanks, as always, for the time. We'll come back here in Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill with From Canucks Army. Comets Corey Hergott. Scoop will bring him back on 94.9 K Rock. Let's go, Comets! Let's saucer pass back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. You Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K Rock. You watch Monday Night Football here. The NHL Network going to be showing the Hall of Fame induction ceremony shortly. And uh, it's a great place to do sports. 72 Town and Grill. If you missed any of our conversation with Carter Banks, your captain, or Joe Roberts, play-by-play voice here on 94.9 K-Rock, we will have it posted shortly on social media at K-Rock, CNY, Twitter, anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Uh, it's brought to you by IBEW Local Union 43, Hobby Hill Farms, and Pathfinder Bank. Joining us now from CanucksArmy.com, Corey Hergott, who uh, watches every minute of every single Utica Comets game. And I would like to just jump back to something that we briefly touched on with Joe was when Hammond, the Amherst goaltender, tried to get an empty netter and Wacy Hamilton raced down to get that puck before it crossed the line. I don't know if you remember or not, Corey, but the, the goal judge turned the light on. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was in. You know, and it, it, the goal judge was fooled, but Wacy got there in time, clearly, when you when you watched the replay. Itchy trigger Oh, finger. my gosh, it would have been awful to have to live through that. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. Spectacular. So tell us about uh, your concerns with injuries with Oliu Levy. What have you heard? You have some sources. What can you tell us? What can't you tell us? Uh, and as far as Gadjevich and Camper that we had alluded to a little bit earlier as well, uh, you tend to have updates for some reason from Vancouver before we can get them down here. Well, I don't have any new news on uh, on any of those guys, unfortunately. Um, I, well, I've heard something through somebody who tells me they know somebody on the team that uh, says that only might have, there might be a break or a fracture there that they're concerned with in his leg. Uh, so I think that's what they're looking into now. I'm, I can't really say a whole lot more than that. I don't even know how accurate that info is. Well, uh, certainly we've got Tanner Sorensen here now. Uh, we've got uh, some young guys like Justin Taylor and uh, how are some of these these young guys, Mitch Elliott and the like, how are they looking to you? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see a little more from Tanner here coming up uh, on Wednesday, but how are some of these young guys looking to you, Corey? Mitch Elliott in particular, I, I've got high hopes for him. Well, yeah, you bring up Elliott, and he's a guy that I noticed uh, at development camp and, again, at training camp. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's got some great wheels. He, he skates really well. He does have a little bit of a, a physical edge. Um, he something that he brought up when uh, when I interviewed him one-on-one. He had a, a bit of a wry grin on his face when, when he mentioned how much he enjoys closing guys out along the boards in his end. That's a part of his game that he takes a lot of pride in. Uh, but the big thing that stood out for me is the fact that he can get his shots through from the from the point, and it's not always a big bomb, big bomb or a big booming slap shot. Sometimes it's a it's a wrister, but uh, whatever it is, he's getting them through, and uh, he's proven so far this year. You know, he's uh, he's a guy that's got uh, what three points in seven games or whatever it is. So, um, you know, he's he's helping out on the back end. He's a young player who's. Uh, you know, the, the back end in Utica is pretty young, uh, pretty inexperienced. You've got guys like Ole, you've got Brogan and, and Josh, who are both uh, a little older for rookies. Uh, but Mitch, is a, he's a young rookie, and he's probably going to take a little bit more time than those guys before he's, you know, really comfortable at the AHL level. But I like what I've seen from him so far. Corey Hergott with Canucks Army here with us on Utica Comets Insider, live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. So I briefly ran into Robert Esch today, and Robert was involved in a little Twitter back and forth with myself and Corey pertaining to those spectacular alternate jerseys that the Vancouver Canucks are wearing. And this basically led to a suggestion that it wouldn't be a terrible thing if the Comets 
had a design of that old this skate logo. I, I, the, I love that design. The old brown logo. And then, of course, I saw Thatcher Demko wearing them in the team. And then, you know, a bunch of video of them skating out onto the ice at the Rogers, Center, at the Rogers Arena. And it looked spectacular. And I know Canucks fans kind of got goosebumps and the hair raising up on their arms and a little chill on the back of their neck. And then Corey shared a Photoshop that he did a couple years ago of that color scheme with the U logo. And Twitter was like, hello. Boy, wouldn't it be good to see that, Corey. And uh, give us your take on the alternates for the Canucks and, of course, seeing that maybe end up as a thing down here in Utica. Well, that that jersey and that logo for me, it um, it, it takes me back, uh, you know, a, a bunch of years. Uh, you know, my uh, my wife was pregnant with our first uh, child um, when the Canucks went to the Stanley Cup Finals in '94, and and uh, I, I I would make my wife sit in front of the TV and and watch the the, the Canucks games through that Stanley Cup run because I I wanted to make sure my my son or daughter, uh, you know had that experience uh <laughs> before they were born if the canucks were winning the cup i wanted them to be able to hear it and uh you know my daughter was born uh, in september of that year and uh so for me when i see the uh that that style jersey and that logo it takes me back to uh to a pretty fun time in my life and uh, i really enjoy it and i love those jerseys i love that logo and uh, the idea of, uh, you know, swapping that over into a, a Utica situation, I, I mean, I would love to see it, whether it's, a, you know, a special event jersey for only one game or something that they use as a, as a you know, a promotional jersey a few times a year. I think it'd be fantastic. Corey, uh, we've got, we're up against our last break, so uh, got about 60 seconds left. Just give us your general overall takeaways from the past few games since last Monday when we talked about the team things that they've improved on something maybe that they have slid back a little bit something they might have to work on obviously Reed Boucher when you add him to the mix it, it takes this team to another level it certainly affected the team overall but what's what's left in your mind about the team overall well it's been a, a decent week as far as uh you guys mentioned it earlier, but the power play is starting to get a little bit, uh, you know, more back on track. And I think that's going to be a, a big part of this team's success going forward. It's been a big part of the team's success in the past. Special teams are pretty important. The PK has been good and the power play is starting to uh, turn the corner. So honestly, I think that's uh, if they can get that going and if the, if the goaltending can continue to play the way they have this year, uh, I think the team's in putting themselves in a good position. Matt will take care. Uh, Matt, a glue guy back in the studio, will take care of the podcast. If you're just joining us, you missed any of it, you want to re-listen, uh, that'll be available in all sorts of places. Scoop had covered them earlier. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. The stories section of Instagram will have a link, KROCKCNY, as well as Twitter and Facebook and our own personal pages. Corey, thanks, as always, for the time. We'll talk to you at this time next Monday and perhaps have you back on for pregame real soon. I have a feeling. This is Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K Rock.